uh, here with uh, Stella Heath, my guest. Uh, hi, Stella. Hi. Hi. Thank you again for having me. Oh, a great, uh, a great honor. And been listening to some of your music, and I'm uh, most impressed. I must say. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and certainly, maybe we should start with something um, just to get people in the mood sure. before we find out uh, more about you. And I was wondering, because it's virtually a full moon out there, it's mm. really big and yes. bright. So uh-huh. perhaps should we do... Um, what a little moonlight can moonlight do. Moonlight can do? Yeah. Should yeah, we do that one? One of my favorites, one? yeah. Okay. What a little moonlight can do Ooh, what a little moonlight can do to you You're in love, your hearts are fluttering all day long You only stutter cause you're a poet tongue Just with not other the words I love you Ooh, what a little moonlight can do Little moonlight can do 
it is amazing what it can do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a a pleasure putting this this project together. I put a lot of research into it uh, in 2018. And then we actually debuted the show a year ago at uh, we've got a show coming up this weekend at Soper Reese up in Lakeport, mm-hmm. and it'll be it, that will mark one year since we've been doing the show. So it's pretty cool this new milestone of ours mm. of having it a year under our belt. And we've we've traveled a lot in this last year too, which is pretty cool that we've uh, been able to spread our our reach out there in just one year. People are finding it uh, receptive. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To a whole new audience, which is wonderful. You know, it's I get so happy that uh, people are a interested in Lady Day and in, in Billie Holiday and her legacy, and then also in, interested in jazz because it's it's a real passion of mine to kind of re- revive or or um, spread the love of jazz. <laughs> Yeah, it goes through cycles in its... It does, it's, it really does, yeah. Needs some fresh uh, blood. Uh, yeah. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed um, Esperanza Spalding uh, Ooh, a couple nice. of years back when yeah. she just got nominated uh-huh. uh, and just uh-huh. uh, it was wonderful to see some of that young yeah. She's blood amazing. coming through. My yeah. goodness. I know. The combination of singing and uh, playing a uh, some, somewhat different instrument mm-hmm. as well makes, uh, makes yeah. it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. a cello or a bass. Yeah. Makes life interesting. I've always wanted to play the bass. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't know where to start. But <laughs> a little, a little guitar. But maybe bass will be my next instrument. Um, it was All okay right. for Paul McCartney. He yeah, did okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you picked up uh, Lady uh, Lady Day, uh, Billy Holiday. I did. This is your project, and did in your research, did you find anything new? about her or something hmm. you discovered that was a bit different than you thought? Yeah, I mean, I've, I find that there's kind of a, a stereotype that of what she's kind of known for, uh, which tend to be the darker aspects of her personality, uh, or not personality, but career, you know, the drug-addicted uh, jazz singer that had a tragic life and, and uh, died too young. And those are the kind of the things that have stuck about her. Um, but she's so multi- multi-dimensional. And uh, things that sort of surprised me or that I really enjoyed about the research is I listened to some of the like deep cuts, you know, of her recording sessions and her rehearsals and mm. just hearing how she interacted with the other musicians that she was playing with and her speaking voice actually was mm. was something that I I just fell in love with um, huh. she had this just such a, an amazing way of using her voice and and just so animated and it's just beautiful and bubbling to listen to her mm. tell a story or tell a joke and she was actually she was quite uh, filthy <laughs> she, was, she, she swore like a sw- sailor she had to compete with <laughs> yeah, all the guys yeah, she, she ran around with she, and she kept up <laughs> Um, so you know finding those things out about her and the just the humanity of her that she wanted Mm. children more Mm. than anything you know uh, and that she really dreamed of that ideal of like a beautiful house and white picket fence and a man that loved her and children some of the things that you don't necessarily know about her i would say the opposite is uh, usually attributed yeah yeah yeah, exactly in the show i try to give as much background information and and paint her as as much of a whole person as I can. Well, yeah, she must have been, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's all seems to be depicted as 
sort of frail. Yeah. Uh, but to have even survived that long in that business right. and doing what she did, yeah. she had to have had some yeah. some sort of strength going on. Oh, absolutely. She was very, yeah. very strong. Yeah. And, you know, she had an addictive personality and she liked the things that made her feel good, you know? So, um, in her personality, I found, found everything that like even her autobiography, which is somewhat fictionalized, mm. though, just the tone of the whole thing is very, very quite strong, you know? And the way she, that she worded things and she, you know, there are stories of her playing poker on the, on the floor of the bus in between oh, yeah. cities, uh, with, when she was touring with Count Basie and, uh, she, yeah, she really, she had a, she was a spitfire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, one of those transformative, uh, mm-hmm. people they get behind oh, the mic yeah. and, uh, all of a sudden it's another world. Yeah. 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 She, she yeah. had an ability to really, uh, drop into the song and really, um, translate it to everybody so that they could feel it in the way that she was feeling it mm-hmm. indeed but very different from anybody else though that mm-hmm. was the thing it wasn't as if she was really yeah uh, running off somebody else's Mm-mm. style no 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 she uh, attributes her influences to louis armstrong and bessie mm-hmm. smith and she listened to a lot of their recordings growing up and uh she she says she always wanted bessie smith's big sound but <laughs> she didn't have that okay. um and it's funny that if microphones hadn't been invented she might not have been as popular as as she was because mm. she needed to be heard and she had a very intimate style of singing uh let's go back to yourself um yeah. when did you start uh, singing what was the inspiration that uh what oh, and when yeah and where I, well, I grew up in Petaluma, and I started singing when I was about eight years old. I was in a choir called Petaluma Sings uh, that was led by uh, a woman named Melinda Moreau, who still teaches voice in this area. And I didn't really know that I, I could sing. And it, I started out in the intermediate choir and then quickly moved up to the advanced choir. And I kind of like could, I, I still didn't really have any idea. <laughs> and then Melinda took me on as a, as a voice student, as a private voice student. And it was kind of through that, that process that I started to understand what it was to sing. I loved it at really deeply from a very young age to the point where it almost scared me in a way. <laughs> like I, I didn't understand like the power because I would move people and people would come up to me in mm. tears as a child. And I didn't understand what that meant in a, in a sense, you know, and, and what that, that power was that I, I held. So I kind of avoided singing in <laughs> some ways while I was young. And then in the, in my adult years have, have been able to handle, <laughs> handle okay. it, I guess. <laughs> Well, there's a difference between just singing and uh-huh. singing and showbiz yeah. combined, yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's right. a whole yeah. different uh, thing. And, yeah, and, and when I was young, there was the whole, you know, I wanted to be a stage actor. And, and so there was the whole thing of being a triple threat and learning how to dance uh-huh. and how to act and how to sing. And so I feel like I loved all of those things. And I went on to get an acting degree and, and be a professional Shakespeare actor. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so I, I, you know, I really went down that path. But really, I think my truest love has been singing. And I'm really glad that I'm back at that. Thank goodness you are. I would hate yeah. to, to lose uh, yeah. your, uh, the, the, ta- the wonderful talent you have. Amazing <laughs> voice. You. So. Thank you. I feel happy to, I'm the happiest, as far as what I'm doing with my life, the happiest I've been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you listen to when you were, you were young? When, what was the influences? Yeah, uh, lots, of, lots of things. My mom had a really huge global 
music collection, which I'm very fortunate to have had um, in my ears. So I, I loved Louis Armstrong. He oh. was kind of like the, the very first spark of love for me. And then I listened to, you know, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. I listened to Billie Holiday. I listened to a lot of Edith Piaf. And I had this whole just love affair with French music from a very young age. Uh, I think like I, I'd been listening to Edith Piaf and then and then the movie Amelie came along and I just like oh, yeah. fell in love with French culture. And then all through the rest of my, my career, I've kind of been, you know, searching the web for like French pop that isn't released in the States kind of thing. You know? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I was an odd kid. Um, but then, you know, Harry Belafonte, I was listening to a lot of, um, you know, spirituals, um, soul music. I had a really uh, wide musical variety. But classical as well. Uh, yeah, I did study classical in. growing up. That's actually the vocal technique that I started with Melinda. I did a lot of Italian and German and French art songs and uh, some arias and, and things like that. <laughs> Whew, just on the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. I, and I think, oh, yeah. you know, I love languages and I love um, singing in other languages. And I think that that was instilled in me from the classical study when I was a kid. Should we play another one uh, yeah, absolutely. of your Belize? Sure. Any particular one you would like? Uh, oh, I love Do Nothing Till You oh. Hear From Me. Oh, yeah. Duke that's Ellington, one of, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Do nothing till you hear from me. Why people tear the seams of anyone's dreams is over my head. Do nothing till you hear from me. At least consider. Thank you. 
for the call. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Lovely interpretations. Thank you. Thank you very much. How do you, in fact, do the arrangements? How do you, mm. when you when you say, I'm going to do that song, mm-hmm. what, how do you it's attack a pretty, it? It's a pretty collaborative process with me and my band. Usually we listen to however many versions there are available mm. okay. that, that Billy did and, and sometimes other versions as well. And, you know, we kind of pull little pieces from from some of the original recordings or just ideas sometimes. And, and then from there, it kind of grows into our own sort of interpretation of it. Um, and yeah, my, my piano player, Neil Angelo Fontano, and uh, my bass player, Trevor Kinsel, always have a lot of sort of ideas and they're really good at bouncing stuff off of each other. And it morphs into something cool, you know, mm. that, we, that we like to present and feels like it's our, our own, but still faithful to Billy. Right, it's nice having that uh, collaborative feel to yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that makes yeah. it creative. Uh, yeah. uh, brings it at, to that point of where she yeah, was in exactly. that cre- her creative point. Right, right. And you know, these are a lot of them are great American songbook standards. You know, so you know they've been done so many different ways in different times. But we do really because this is a Billy Holiday Project show. Um, we we really try to stay faithful to to the way that Billy did it and and her different things like she would end her melodies. You know the way that she end the very end of the song would be on the one or on the nine or sometimes the six. You know so those kind of those kind of patterns that that she mm-hmm. had. We try to stay faithful to that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah finding the nuances yeah, what made yeah, yeah. her who she was right yeah and those little details about how she interpreted music is you know it's really interesting to listen and, and sort of d- dissect that in mm. a way to, in order to recreate it could she read music and uh, anything I like that i don't think so i don't mm. think she read music i think she really listened by ear she had to hear a song several times to learn it mm. and she had to feel her way through it before it felt good for her and she said she wouldn't be able to sing a song unless she felt good about it, unless she felt it and, and resonated with the story as well. She wrote some of her own songs, yeah, didn't she, she did. as well? She did, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. She was one of the only female vocalists doing that at that time. Um, yeah, she wrote 
several blueses, and we do several in the show. She wrote the lyrics to God Bless the Child, Don't Explain, mm. Lady Sings the Blues, or some of the ones that she wrote. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, let's veer away from mm-hmm. uh, Billy just for a minute. Yeah, uh, sure. You have a number of other um, yeah. uh, different band projects that you do apart from I do, uh, yeah. that type of uh, on the jazz. Tell us some of your yeah. other projects. Yeah, I'm staying busy. Um, yeah. So I've I've had a band for five years now, something like that, called, uh, it was formerly called French Oak Gypsy Band. And uh, that kind of melds my my love for the French music, uh, the traditional jazz, and then also kind of world eclectic music. And uh, we just recently, in September, when we released our second album, changed the name to Band Django Collectif. And it's just, it kind of represents how the band has grown into into something a little bit uh, different than, than it originally was. Um, so we're playing... Ben Django, I'm playing this this fr- or a uh, week from today uh, for Valentine's Day at Rancho Nicasio at eight o'clock, and then I've got just a kind of starting up uh, a new duo project that's pretty inspired by Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass's um, albums mm-hmm. that were in Ella Fitzgerald's later years, mm-hmm. um, and it's just this really wonderful weaving of the voice and the guitar melody and improvisation of both of the instruments, and it's um, a more stripped-down um, band than I've ever ha- played in or arrangement that I've ever played in, so it's really fun to just kind of play with tempo and play with melody and improvisation and, and how we each interpret the song together. We're playing quite a bit. We, we play this Tuesday, actually, at, at the Redwood Cafe Art Reception. Oh, cool. And then I... So when the Billie Holiday Project doesn't want to strictly play Billie Holiday music, then we play as Stella in the Starlights. Um, uh-huh. And we're kind of sticking to- towards the traditional jazz, um, early jazz from New Orleans and from the 1930s to 40s. And that's been really fun. I really love that music. And uh, I also play with a saxophone player, Jules Broussard, uh, pretty regularly. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, Jules is, is kind of a legend. Yeah. Just uh, watch him in <laughs> San Francisco <laughs> Yeah, exactly, times. exactly. So, uh, yeah, I play with him in, at Club Deluxe, uh, Several oh, yeah, times on a month. Street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he comes up here. We're going to be at at Hotel Healdsburg uh, on April 25th with Jules, um, and we play at Fern Bar too over in Sebastopol. So yeah, oh, I yeah. I keep I keep busy with all of those those different projects. Interesting, yeah, and, yeah, and it's uh, obviously <clears throat> makes you stretch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's wonderful, well. kind of how I get to interpret the songs. Uh, differently, because uh, sometimes my songs do overlap between the different projects, but the people that I play with or the style in which I play um, varies with each of the groups, so it's really fun to to expand in, in all those different directions. There is such a songbook. Where do you even start yeah. to begin? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which ones yeah. to choose? Yeah, <laughs> I know. So Ian, my the guitar player that I do the duo project, gave me all of his... Uh, real books, um, like five different real books that I have stacked up. And so I've just been slowly going through all of them, transposing them into my keys and all of that, you know. <laughs> you do know music. Uh, yeah, I, I have taught myself quite a lot. I, okay. I, I went to school for acting, so I didn't go to school for music. Mm. But I did study it growing up and I took piano lessons and voice lessons. So in a theory, in a theory aspect, I can 
I can understand what's going on. I also took some classes just more recently with Bennett Friedman at, at the JC, um, just to get more in depth with jazz and because I want to be able to improv- improvise as well as Ella. You know, I'm not there yet, of course, but but it's a goal and it's it's something you know understanding the harmony, uh, uh, the jazz harmony is something that I I really love and and am constantly trying to better understand. Well, yeah, when you link that. You know, with mm-hmm. your love for Louis Armstrong yeah. and his, the way he did oh, that. Yeah, uh, I absolutely. mean, my goodness. I know. Uh, yeah. You can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Basically>. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it all seems to go back to Louis. Mm-hmm. You it know, really does. Doesn't it? It seems mm-hmm. like everything sprang from him. Oh, yeah, in for sure. Music. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been known to do a vocal trumpet at times. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> I don't know if I can just whip it out right, right. now. <laughs> it's radio, so people will imagine. <laughs> well, let's throw on uh, something else, uh, shall sure. we, of, of uh, yours, um, of your uh, Billy Holiday project, mm-hmm. uh, Billy's Blues. Sure. Do we like mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. And we've got Stella Heath and Billy's Blues. <laughs> Go. 
mother should give me something It's gonna see me through this world Some men like me cause I'm happy Some cause I'm snappy Some call me honey Others think I got money Billy's Blues. What's the story behind that? Do you know? Um, well, that's one that Billy wrote herself. And what I like about it is that it's very sensual and it really expresses this womanliness that Billy had um, to her. Um, she was never afraid to be her full, fullest womanly self, uh, mm. I find. You know, whereas Ella's early recordings, you know, she's very girly, you know, and I think she kind of kept that through her career. But Billy had this like grounded womanliness that I just think it, it is encompassed in this song. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting a way of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What was she really like? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that's the fun, isn't it? That's why uh-huh. we read books and no, yeah. uh, see the film. Yeah. 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 You know, as you say, you started out out here in Petaluma. I did, yeah, I grew and, up in Petaluma. Yeah. And then you wandered, uh, so so what um, made you go back east, all the way back east? Um, well, in the last two years of my high school, I applied and was accepted to an arts high school in Michigan called Interlochen Arts Academy. Mm. Um, and so I went there for my last two years, and uh, that was wonderful. It was a really wonderful experience. Um, and uh, then from there, I, w- I was pretty... Uh, full into the acting world by that point um, I applied for colleges and got a good scholarship to um, Syracuse University so I went there and was accepted for musical theater but about midway through my um, college experience realized that I don't like enough musicals to really make that my career (laughs) Um, and so then I kind of fell into Shakespeare and Mm. and really um, fell in love with the music and the heartbeat behind Shakespeare because there's such musicality to the language and, and that iambic pentameter is just, I, I love it. And I love, um, I love Shakespeare. I miss it actually a little bit. Huh. And so I, I moved to New York city after I graduated from Syracuse and, and was lucky enough to have an agent. And so I would go to a lot of auditions there in, in New York and, and I would get cast oftentimes at, in regional Shakespeare productions. So I'd leave the city for a few months and, and okay. do some Shakespeare and then come back to the city and audition some more and then <laughs> even do some more Shakespeare. <laughs> so it was, it was a fun life. And all the while I was, you know, supporting myself when I was in the city uh, doing waitressing. Mm. Uh, and toward the end of my time at, at, in New York, I, w- I got back into singing. I kind of was ushered back into singing by this wonderful, magical woman in, uh, in Harlem named Marjorie Elliott. About 20 so years ago, uh, she lost her son. And, and the way that she dealt with the grief of that is that she went into her piano and then when she kind of came out the other side, she decided to open up her her home to a house concert every Sunday. And mm-hmm. she's been doing this for over 20 years. 
And so it was in my neighborhood. And so I started going to this, to this house concert every Sunday and it was like jazz church, you know, it was, it was really wonderful. And so I kept hanging around there and so I got to know everybody. And so then I would go and I would meet with her and and we would just play through songs and, and sing. And she would say, Oh no, maybe change it to this key. And, and she was just so warm and, and wonderful that it was this really lovely kind of, um, bringing me back to music and to jazz that I'd loved so much as a kid. Mm, so it came full circle for yeah, you in a way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd kind of uh, wandered away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, and and not not badly because I don't regret the acting experience. I think it definitely informs um, being on stage, mm-hmm. you know, and and being in front of an audience. Um, I I've had a lot of experience doing that in, in Shakespeare shows and and uh, in plays that I've done. Also, interpreting the the story of the song. You know, every song is a little play in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so really feeling um, the depth of of that emotion as a human in order to to translate it to the audience, which Billy was so wonderful at, is is something that I think acting has has made me better at. I mean, luckily there is film of her, yeah, so yeah. you can at least get her, the way she moved yeah, yeah, and yeah. Her, that type of style yeah, uh, right. to inform you. Yeah. yeah. It must be interesting. Uh, what do people say when, when you do that? Is it sort of like almost bringing like a ghost of Billy back or um, how do people react? Yeah. I mean, people have said, wow, you sound so much like her. And I, you know, I have studied her vocal in, in inflection and how she placed her voice and things like that. People will say like, oh, it feel, felt like I was seeing Billy myself, you know, which is, mm. is nice because, you know, some people don't have that experience. You know, I wish I could have been able to see many of the greats that I love live. Um, right. And so to have that sort of feeling like you have seen that is is nice or nice to hear somebody felt that way. Right. Well, I mean, we all, mm-hmm. you know, stand on the shoulders that went before, yeah. but you sort oh, of yeah. inhabited the body. Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose <laughs> <As well>. so. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. that is wonderful i mean that's that's the whole thing of, yeah. of classic music in any yeah. genre yeah, yeah it has to be perpetuated oh yeah 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 uh, yeah i'm so thankful for the the voices in my ear right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the musicians in my ear <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> now uh, just leaping ahead <laughs> is there another project you have in mind once um, uh, you know- I, I've thought about maybe doing like an Ella Fitzgerald show mm. or, or uh, Nina Simone or Sa- mm. Sarah Vaughan sort of a thing. But, you know, I really kind of want to sing for me for a, mm. a bit, you know, like I've Be yourself. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about recording a jazz album um, maybe this year um, that uh, is just how I interpret things, you know. So, mm. yeah. What type of style would you put uh, would be your um, style in, in, in well, how you envisage your yeah. Your jazz, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've I've always really gravitated toward older jazz. You know, mm. uh, jazz from the '30s, mm. New Orleans style. That you know, kind of hot jazz. And I'm sure that that influence would be there. But I'm I'm sort of starting to also fall in love with the cooler jazz, if you will. But the later stuff that has a little bit more complex melodies. Mm. And so I'm not totally sure. I'm kind of in the formation <laughs> process of of it all. But. I, I love the Great American Songbook and would want to choose songs that uh, that weren't done as much, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I also love Nat King Cole. <laughs> I oh, thought about oh doing a Nat goodness. King Cole show, and that might be the one. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. you would do that well. Yeah, yeah well, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be remarkable. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite, all-time favorites. Me too. I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. 
Well, let's play um, another one of yours, okay, shall we, from okay, the Billy yeah. Holiday Project. Then mm-hmm. uh, also be able uh-huh. to, after this, we can let everyone know all the different places you're yes, going to be sure, appearing. Sure, sure, I can list my calendar. Let's do Blue Moon. Okay. Blue Moon You saw me standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own Blue Moon You knew just what I was there for Heard me saying a prayer for someone I really could care for, and then there suddenly appeared before the only one my arms could ever hold. I heard somebody whisper, "Please adore me," but I looked, the moon had turned to gold, blue moon. Now I'm no longer alone. Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own sound like you're all having a very good time we were we were having a good time (laughs) (laughs) 
You have been listening to Stella Heath here with her. We've been playing uh, a number of tracks from her Billy Holiday storybook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Billy Holiday project. project I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, I put together, and we've been touring around the Bay Area. We went to New York also this last year. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good ride so far. And uh, so you've got a bunch of uh, different gigs coming up yeah, in the very near do. future. Tell I us do. about them, yeah. please. Um, talking about the Billy Holiday Project, our our local show that's coming up is on uh, Valentine's Day weekend, February fifteenth at eight o'clock at Occidental Center for the Arts. It's twenty dollars in advance and twenty five dollars at the door. Um, I think the tickets are going pretty quickly though, so I really encourage people to buy uh, sooner than later because last year it did sell out. So that is is what we've got coming up in Sonoma County. Uh, with Stella and the Starlights, we'll be playing a couple more casual gigs at a Hotel Healdsburg. They do the jazz series oh, yeah. up there. Uh, we'll be there February 29th. And actually, we'll, we're doing a, a jazz in the neighborhood gig on February 19th as well. And then with Banjango, I mentioned it earlier, but we're playing on Valentine's Day at Rancho Nicasio at eight o'clock. And that should be fun. It's going to be a gypsy jazz and inspired mm. Valentine's Day. And then with Stella and Ian duo, I'm playing at Redwood Cafe this Tuesday uh, for the art reception. Uh, and then we are playing at Belly in a few weeks. I think it's on March 21st as well. You keep yourself really busy. Yeah, I do. I do my own booking, so I really do. <laughs> ah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's an incentive then. Yeah. 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 It's good. I work as much as I want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, how can people get uh, hold of your music? Sure. Um, yeah. Both, I have two albums that are released uh, with Banjango. Um, one is under French Oak's name, um, and you can buy that on Amazon. You can go to my website, stellaheathmusic.com, and there's a link to them there. And Billy Holiday Project, we haven't released anything yet. We're in the process mm. of still recording and, and making an album that we feel good about. <laughs> Will it be a, a live one taken from the live shows? or Possibly. Um, we've got a lot of good live recordings mm. And then we also have these studio recordings, and I've thought about doing five more studio recordings to add to that. Mm. Uh, we did a session, but the the mix wasn't quite right, and so you know it needs to either be tweaked or we need to do some re-recording. But it's all in the works. Wonderful! Yeah. That sounds very exciting. Yeah. Have quite a busy year you're going to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it already is. <laughs> February feels as busy as middle of summer, so I guess that's good. <laughs> Well, should we swing out with uh, the last one here? I think sure. we got, it uh, uh, seems perfect, Now Baby or Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we do that? Yes. And uh, you have been listening to Estella Heath. So uh, thank you so much for coming in, Stella, to thank this cow studio. Me. Bossy too and Daisy, <laughs> we're very happy to meet you. <laughs> and so we'll go out with Now Baby or Never. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Baby, make up your mind Cause I've been waiting such a long, long time It's now, baby, or never Cause I've been so good to you Now, baby, or never Cause I've been so lonesome too Now, baby, or never If I mean anything to you Now, baby, or never Cause you've wasted so much time Now, baby, or never and you can't make up your mind Now, baby, or never And it ain't no fault of mine 
Can't hit me on the shelf You gotta commit yourself 